You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We are back and we are still not better than ever. In fact, I can tell you so far, the second day is much worse than the first. I will explain, but the show goes on and so does the season. The hashtag crew is ready. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. I do want to make it very clear. Zach's our quarterback. Zach Wilson's my guy. If I'm the New York Jets, I have not heard an option this morning that makes more sense to me than Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback for the Jets. We've got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity, but we're, we're rolling with Zach. The New York Jets continue to be the top story in the NFL. With Aaron Rodgers now officially done for the season, what will they do? A nation turns its lonely eyes to Zach Wilson, which is about the last thing in the world anyone, including Zach Wilson, wanted to see happen early this season. The hashtag crew is around us. We've got Hembo here. We've got Bubba and Cam in New York and in, uh, in Bristol, and we've got uh, Sal Palantonio in the bathroom. Come on back, Sal. We got Sal. So Sal <laughs> says in the break, I want everyone to understand what a terrible person Brandon Phillips is. Brandon is our stage manager. So we finished Get Up. Sal, who is under no obligation to stick around and do the radio show, just out of the goodness of his heart. He says, yeah, Greeny, no problem. I'll stick around. I'll do 15 minutes with you on radio. We come, we're coming to the radio. He turns to Brandon. Do I have a minute to go to the bathroom? Brandon, right in his face. No. No, you cannot go to the bathroom. You must sit here so that when Greeny wants to call on you, you are prepared. You, you do not have time to pee. This is Sal Palantonio we're talking about here. Do you know what? This man, this man, the pride of Queens, New York, now been in South Philly for a whatever it is, 40 years, served our country in the United States Navy. You think this man can't pee if he needs to, for crying out loud? Sal, welcome back. How are we doing? We're doing good. We're doing real good. Well, that makes one of us. So a little bit later in this program, I'm going to go through the five stages of grief. I don't mean that I'll actually go through them. I mean, I will tell you what they are, and we'll try and figure out which one I'm in. That said, Sal, you're a reporter. You have been a long time. How would you describe... like? I, I'm trying to put into words the magnitude of what has happened here. And I think that's my biggest problem is that I don't think I have still fully processed it. How would you put into words the magnitude of what happened on Monday night? Right. Well, covering the league for 30 years, Greeny, I would say this is the most difficult transition I've ever seen an NFL team have to go through from one week to the next, both psychologically and from a football standpoint. I can't remember anything this devastating. Uh, happening to a football team after only four plays. Very, very difficult to comprehend what's going on. And, you know, and it's not one size fits all. The reaction is going to be different, you know, from the person who answers the phones in Florham Park to uh, the starting defensive tackle, Quinnen Williams, to Robert Sala, to Zach Wilson. There are an, a range, a dynamic range of emotions and reactions And it's going to be up to Robert Sala and the organization, specifically the coaching staff, to figure out when, you know, you mentioned my United States Navy service. So one of the first things that I did on a Navy ship is I was a first lieutenant. When you're a first lieutenant on a ship, 
you have literally 100 men under you at sea on a combat vessel. And you have to treat them differently based on their backgrounds, Hmm. based on who they are, based on their level of experience. You have master chiefs and you have bosun's mates. And you have to be able to understand what's going on in their minds as we get underway and the jobs that they have to do. So the same thing goes for Robert Sala. There's an amalgam of emotional changes that's going on. He's got to figure out exactly what's happening with his football team. And on the fly, while he has to do that, on a short week, he has to play probably the most dominant defense in the league right now, the Dallas Cowboys, and do it on the road. And do it with a young quarterback who's getting hammered everywhere he goes, that he's not good enough and he's not Aaron Rodgers. So this is a very difficult leadership job and coaching job that Robert Sala has. Now you make a fascinating point. You make a variety of fascinating points. And one of the many things the Jets had done, and again, I said this yesterday, but for those who are not with us, a lot of Jet fans over the years have been mad at me because I have historically been very tough on the organization. But the reality is I believe when you're a fan, you're supposed to hold their feet to the fire. In this case... I don't think they did anything wrong. I supported every move they made. They did everything right. And sometimes you just get impossibly unlucky. And that's what happened here. But what is left behind is the void in leadership you're talking about. Because everything about rallying the troops that you're talking about was going to be done by Aaron. If, if they had suffered any other catastrophic and that's the injury, that is left he behind. would have been the guy. That's so, what I mean. Now, it Robert's, was not going to be about Salah. Salah has to step into the breach. But I, I will say, if you watched Hard Knocks, yes, the cameras were focused on Aaron Rodgers. But for me, the star of Hard Knocks was Robert Salah. You liked him. Love him. A I, lot I, of people did not know. I, I heard mixed reviews on how they thought he came off in, in Hard Knocks. Tell me what you thought. Well, I just thought this is a guy who understands his football team, and I've always believed that. And I watch him day in and day out uh, that I've covered the team, and when I see him on game day, I watch how he, uh, how he coaches. He, ha- he coaches with communication, confidence, and command. Those are the three C's that you need as a coach in an NFL game, and he does it. He's got total command of the sideline. He's got total co- respect of his players. So, but however, having said all that, you are correct. Aaron Rodgers was the guy who was going. That happened last year with Robert Sala. It was there, but Rodgers was going to fill that breach that was missing because he didn't have a a field general. Mm -hmm. You can do so many things from the sideline. You have to. If you can be one of the greatest coaches of all time, Bill Parcells, if you don't have Phil Simms as a field general, then you're not going to succeed. A couple other things I want to get to, Sal, while we have you. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We're going to do a segment a little later in this show. It was Hembo's idea, and it was a good one, called One Mulligan. We've had one week of, of football. Every team has played one game. And we're all going to get all the members of the hashtag crew are going to get one mulligan. We're going to get to undo some prediction that we made based upon just one week of evidence. And if I'm mean, have you play the game first. If you, you. got one mulligan. <laughs> I got which, Hembo here. When I play a game with Hembo, I always lose. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. What, 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 would, what would be your mulligan? No, what, that's what a great, it's a great back? game, and I like it. And it's one I was very demonstrative about on this show. Yeah. And took a lot of flack about it. So I would like to have this mulligan. And that's Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Okay. If you remember, you did a segment up on the big board, and I said the Packers are going to finish last in the division. I no longer believe that. I watched, went back and watched the tape. They destroyed the offensive line of the Chicago Bears in that football game. And Jordan Love was accurate. 
He was decisive. He had command of the huddle. They had a really good relationship, him and Matt LaFleur. I was very impressed with the Packers. That's my mulligan. How about the other side? Because I know you were high on the Bears. A lot of people have been. That was a very disappointing start. Justin Fields came out and apologized, you know, to the fans. We're going to be better, all that kind of thing. What did you see specifically from him? Well, I thought he wasn't protected. That's the bottom line. And, you know, uh, we just ha- heard Dominique uh, on, on, your, on the Get Up show, and we, we were talking about it. Listen, Ron Jaworski taught me very early on the quarterback position is the most dependent position in all of sports, mm-hmm. okay? And when you're not protecting your quarterback, it doesn't matter if you have Jerry Rice over there, you have Garrett Wilson, you're not going to get him the football. So I think he wasn't protected properly. And the front seven of the Chicago Bears that the new GM of Ryan Pace uh, put together – didn't show up in that football game. Would you agree with me? I would. Oh, 100%. The Bears' defense is a major liability. And as it relates to Justin Fields, what our numbers say, as we've talked about on the show before, is that the offensive line generally grades better than it might look based upon how long it takes him to get rid of the ball. I'm very curious over the course of this season whether or not that changes at all. If the offensive line can hold up, will the Bears actually install a game plan that leans into his strengths so he can actually get rid of the ball on time? That's really been the big question for Justin Fields, and so far he's in year three and has not demonstrated that he can Listen, do that I have Brian Franey, one of the greatest field producers of all time. Yeah. You know, he's a fantastic guy. And one, he's great. Went to Georgetown, super smart, knows every line in Goodfellas, which is also a very important mm. thing when you're with me. But can I have him, Hembo for a couple of weeks? No, no, you, no one's taking Hembo from me. I mean, well, maybe four months you could have him if, if you want to. We lost Hembo for four <laughs> oh, you've months. You've been dying to get rid of me forever. This is your opportunity. I've, Are you I, Listen, he's a Philly guy. I bring him down to Philly with me. Can I? I'll take him out to dinner. We'll hang, I'll hang out. Link, oh, that sounds like fun. Link, find We've got to do two more books first. We've okay. got, got two more books <laughs> for enough. our research. We've got a deal to do two more books. So I'm, you're not going anywhere until we do I all love of the that. mulligan idea. Idea. That was really good. It's a good idea. We're going to do it later in the show. By the way, you know, he named one of his daughters after me. He's got the two little daughters there, Michelle and uh, the other one. And 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 uh, but Michelle is the important one, obviously. Michelle she's, is an important she's one. She's clearly the well, she's clearly the superior one, <laughs> right? She's the second born, by the way. But, but, which still doesn't sit right. I'm not going to name me. my first born after Mike Greenberg. But, but who did you name your first born after? Uh, we just like the name Charlotte. We just like Charlotte's the name. a beautiful name. Beautiful name. Those children are absolutely beautifully perfect are you sure mm. that her name is charlotte uh i spent the entire summer with them yeah. right? my hit rate on identifying who's who now <laughs> is above 50 percent we've come a long way in the last four months i'm not 100 because you've told me the name before and i'm positive it wasn't charlotte but that's neither here nor there all right one last thing sal everyone associates you obviously with philly eagles play tomorrow night we saw the eagles offense struggle significantly, I, I'm not sure what the right word is, mm-hmm. uh, in their opener Sunday against the Eagles on a sloppy track. What would you descri- how would you describe the level of concern, and what do you expect tomorrow night against Minnesota? I'm not concerned about the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they will figure it out. I think uh, uh, you know, you, you're, when you're 1-0 and you can do some film study, it's always better than when you're 0-1. Mm-hmm. Okay? And coming out of that halftime locker room, it was pretty clear they knew they were in a fight against Bill Belichick. They knew they had their hands full, and they responded Went on the road, went on the road in Foxborough, and to do it when you're not playing your best football offensively was really a resilient job of coaching and playing, and I thought they did a good job. Now I want to see how they respond, and I think they'll be all right against the Vikings. I really do. Vikings never play well in Philadelphia. I, I, I like the Eagles in this game quite a bit. I mean, the biggest question to me, Sal, is going to be, can the Eagles run the same offense or as effectively as they did last year? Shane Steichen was their OC last year. He's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He was brilliant. What, what Shane Sykin did last year for the Eagles and the development of Jalen Hurts was really something to be commended. Understated. 
No doubt. They scored more second uh, quarter points last year than any team scored in any quarter. Throughout the evolution of the game, the Eagles could really score and evolve throughout. They did the exact opposite in week one. The Eagles were effectively shut out for the last three and a half quarters of that game. That's my biggest concern. All the personnel, or at least most of the personnel, is the same. Can they still run a good, clean operation as they're transitioning to a new offensive coordinator? You will see and hear that stat and that argument on SportsCenter tomorrow when I'm at Lincoln (laughs) Financial Field. I am stealing that. That was good. (laughs) Everyone's what everybody is not stealing. Hambo's primary job is to provide you (laughs) with information. We'll see. But, But so you still believe... Yes. Right now, the Eagles will win that division, not Dallas. I do. I do. I think up and down, they still have the better roster. I think they're better offensively. I think Dallas's defense is totally for real. The way they get after the quarterback and turn the football over is fantastic. I like it. But in the end, I do think the Eagles will still win the division. Those teams don't play till you said, the first week of November, right? November 5th, Lincoln Financial Field, Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott. To quote someone who wore number 81, Get your popcorn. Get your, that, that, I mean, that, that's, that's the game, right? That's, that it, that is right, the that game. That shapes up. And we'll see what happens between now and then. That feels can like he come down up. for that game? Let yeah. him, I'll buy him a ticket. He can come down. By the way, just, we haven't said, said this on the show the entire week. The Eagles' first-round pick, Jalen Carter, was an absolute monster in week one. He played a huge chunk of the snaps and was incredibly disruptive. He slipped to the ninth pick in the draft. There is a real chance that he wins defensive rookie of the year and is extremely impactful at a position where very few rookies ever are. Now, everyone said he was the best player in this class. It was just a question of all the question marks. You had the issue with the mm-hmm. driving. Everyone knows what it is that I'm talking about. I, I assume you know what I'm talking about. I don't have all the details in front of me, um, but we know what the question marks were or, or the concerns were. The talent was never and concern. All right, Sal, uh, you are dismissed. Thank you uh, for an uh, outstanding day. As always, we'll see you tomorrow night for the Eagles and the Vikings. It's an honor to be with you. It's the fantastic. great Sal Palantonio. All right, we'll get the rest of the hashtag crew in, and we'll run through exactly how we are feeling today. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. We've got the hashtag crew here. Uh, Hembo with me as always. Bubba and Cam are in Bristol. And today is much worse. I can't explain to you exactly why, but I will explain the emotions. So Monday night, of course, we were up late. We had the game. We had the party at the house. We talked all about that. And then it's a very quick turnaround. I'm up, you know, four and a half hours after we got into bed. Bubba was there to witness all of that. And I'm in here and I got to do my shows. And I just, you know, as, as upset as I was about what had happened, your mind is immediately focused on the task ahead, which is I've got four hours of live programming to do. And so then I wanted to get my mind off it. So I went out to the golf course. I wasn't planning to play yesterday, but I just thought I needed to do it. It was a beautiful day out. I just called Stacey. I said, I need to go over there and just be, just get out on the course by myself and be away from people and not try not to think about this. And I was besieged. It was a, it was like um, a receiving line at a funeral. It was literally Every single person I've ever, people I don't even know, walking up to me at the club and offering their condolences, wanting to have a conversation. It was like, you don't know what this means. It was like being at a shiva. It was like I was, I was the close next of kin and we were at a shiva and we were offering, everyone is offering me their condolences and everything else. It was literally everything short of someone saying to him, Greeny, may his memory be a blessing. That, that's that's pretty much where this thing was headed. And then I woke up this morning and I felt way worse. I got a lot of sleep last night as opposed to the almost no sleep I got the night before. I woke up this morning feeling terrible, tired, irritable. Hembo will, will vouch for this. I was cranky with everybody today. I remain cranky. And so we looked up what are the five stages of grief? Because they are often talked about as though they happen in order moving one stage to the other because reality is set in and we need to turn the page, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready to turn the page. So these are the five stages of grief. Hembo, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Of those five, which stage do you think I'm in? I still think that you're in denial, or at least you were yesterday. Several people reached out to me yesterday asking how you were doing. And what I told all of them was that it was kind of like spending a day with someone who had just gotten out of surgery. Like you were still numbed up. You still didn't quite know what had happened to you and it didn't hurt yet. That's what it was like yesterday. But you're right. You've definitely either evolved in your denial, but I definitely would say that your irritability is bordering on anger today. 
Yeah. I don't know what bargaining is. Like if I, when I get out of anger, cause I do feel angry. Like I almost snapped a few times today on the air, like some, just, just at, at nothing. I mean, at things that normally would not make me angry. Everyone is doing their job. Everyone's doing the best they can. Everyone is. And at first I just got a ton of mad a few different times and I've mostly held it together. But when I get out of anger and I get to bargaining, what is that? What does that even mean? The only bargain says, I can think of to offer. We want It says uh, if we make deals with ourselves. So bargain is when we, we start to make deals with ourselves. So I'm assuming it's to kind of hide the pain. So maybe it'll be like, I'm going to, you know, maybe eat this food tonight. Normally I won't eat this food, but, you know, I'm going to eat this pizza tonight because I'm feeling bad about Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think that's kind of what it means. Yeah, I'm in that. Oh, I'm in that. I'm going to be feeling okay. better, you know. Because I'm feeling so down about Aaron Rodgers, I'm a, I'm a, it's okay to have this pizza tonight. I have a different idea. Here's the bargain I'd like to make. Can we go back to Monday and take my Achilles instead? I will gladly there you go. sacrifice my Achilles. I said it all summer long. Take me instead. I would rather have my own Achilles blown out and spend the entire fall rehabbing my own Achilles than have had this happen to Rodgers. Honestly, that's the bargain I'm willing to make. Take my Achilles instead. If that's what bargaining means, I've been there from the moment it happened. I, I, I think this will hit you, like really, really hit you for the first time on Sunday at 4.30 when Zach Wilson takes that first drop back and Micah Parsons comes around that edge yeah. for some reason not double teamed and he gets smoked. That, that I think is going to be the moment where this all comes to light. For well, you. you said it's going to hit me. It's him I'm worried about getting hit <laughs> repeatedly over and over and over again. We still have to work our way from depression to acceptance. I have a feeling acceptance isn't coming for a very, very long time. In the meantime, there are a lot of things that still have to be figured out. I'm sorry, what? what, what, what? I'm sorry, what, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Well, one of the things, I'm sorry, what is interesting people saying interesting things. Do we think we've seen the last of Rodgers completely? Forgetting about this season. Will Aaron Rodgers just decide, I'm going to be 40 years old. I don't feel like going through the agony of rehabbing what everyone says is the toughest injury there is. Am I just going to sail off into the sunset with my money and my accomplishments? It would be very hard to blame him if he decided that's what he wanted to do. But Pat McAfee, who knows him, I think, better than anyone else in the media, doesn't think so. What I am hearing from people close to Aaron is he is obviously devastated. This is a very, 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 very bad morning in Aaron Rodgers' world. Aaron Rodgers put everything into this. Aaron Rodgers had a brand new body guru, yep. was in the best shape of his life. Energy-wise, felt like he was 25 again, 26 again. Had a whole new building to kind of win over and to influence. Had a whole new fan base to impress. A whole new season, a whole new potential legacy being written in a new city for a Hall of Fame career that's already been created. He went all in for this. For it all just to disappear before even getting to reap the benefit from that, I personally, and this is with no information from Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to go out like that. So that's, again, McAfee on his show, the Pat McAfee show, which you now see every day on ESPN. If I had to guess, and to be clear, that's all I'm doing is guessing. Um, because I know him infinitely less than McAfee does, I agree. I don't think he'll want to go out this way. I think he'll want to try to come back next year. The questions then will be, 
can he regain all of that at the age of 40 to be coming off what is a devastating injury? What exactly can he realistically do? If I had to predict, again, it is just a guess, I would guess that he's right. I think I agree with you, I, and, I, and I agree with Pat. But you know me, I like, I like finding whatever historical comparisons I can for the sake of context. And yesterday I was reminded that this is an injury that Kobe Bryant suffered. So uh, Kobe blew out his Achilles when he was 34. Like in basketball years, that's comparable to where Aaron Rodgers is uh, yeah, now. that's right. Kobe played 107 more games in his NBA career. He averaged 19 points on 37% shooting. Aside from the crescendo at the very, very end, like the last game, Kobe Bryant was dreadful at the very end of his career. So, like, have we seen the last of Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. But have we seen the last of Aaron Rodgers? Probably. I think it's exceedingly unlikely that Aaron Rodgers returns a year from now and can play MVP-level football after this. This is an enormous obstacle for him to overcome. Okay, let's make a more direct comparison. And I hadn't thought of this till you said it. Can you look up what year did Dan Marino blow out his Achilles? So this is... A generation, maybe you could call it two generations ago, two generations of medical science ago, Marino, who at the time was the best thrower of the, still to this day, maybe the best pure thrower of the football that ever lived. 93. 93. How many more years did he play and how effective was he? So that was when he was 32 years old when he suffered that injury. He played through 99. So he played another six seasons. And he played effectively. I mean, he threw 122 touchdowns in 86 games to end his career and was still Dan Marino and was still good. But he was seven years younger than Aaron Rodgers was when he suffered that injury. Right. Now, again, medical stuff and training and all that stuff has come a long way from then. From then. I don't know if those two things cancel each other out. Um, but it, 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 it is a, what you're bringing up is obviously, and I sort of touched on it, the right concern if he wants to come back, the first step is him wanting to. The second step is, can he do it? And can he be anywhere near what he was before? I mean, Aaron Rodgers was the oldest player at any position on an active roster in week one. The oldest. So he's already fighting against time. Like, Tom Brady is the comparison, but Tom Brady is also the exception. We might see quarterbacks play into their early to mid-40s. We also might not. So... Aaron Rodgers, who wasn't very good last year, still appears to us physically okay and ready. But this might be the kind of thing that can squash the chance that he could ever return to peak form again. Do we think we'll see him again? I do. I think it's largely based upon what Pat said. If Aaron Rodgers desires he's going to come back, he's going to come back. He's built differently, right? These guys are different than us. They want stuff and they go get stuff. But the idea that he's going to play MVP football for the Jets to me is a, is, is a, is a tough proposition. The to only saving grace in that is that We've been saying all along he didn't need to. I'll take 70% of Aaron Rodgers on this team, and I still think they have a chance to win it all. 70% of Aaron Rodgers is still twice as good as Zach Wilson. That's right. So, and Zach Wilson last year, who was as bad as you could possibly be, they still were sort of kicking around in the playoff chase. So if he can recapture... Most of it, much of it, even half of it, I will take it. But football is a fleeting game, like... Who's to say that the 2023 Jets, the, the roster at large, like this version of the Jets, was not this team's best chance to win a championship? No, of course it was. Because people will get older. Of people will get more was. expensive. People will get hurt. Like, attrition's a real thing in football. Like, this team, the team that we saw on Monday night with Aaron Rodgers, could have absolutely won the Super Bowl. Who's to say that that will be the case next year? Well, so what you've now succeeded in doing is depressing me infinitely more. That was the most, that was probably the worst conversation I've had since this happened. Like literally, since this happened, 
This is the worst conversation that I've had. So what I desperately need is something that is going to cheer me up, something that is going to make me feel better. And I think we have that. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, there's nothing we love on this show more than really weird injuries. Uh, there's nothing I love more than when we go through the legendary baseball injuries, like uh, was it Ricky Henderson who missed a game with frostbite in August because he fell asleep on an ice pack? Uh, it was Glenn Allen Hill who missed a game because he had a dream about being chased by spiders and it scared him so much that he ran into a glass table. There have always been these legendary baseball injury stories that I've always enjoyed. So in my attempt to cheer up a little bit, would you tell me what happened to Yandy Diaz? Yes, the Rays first baseman, Yandy Diaz, yesterday, he was removed from the game. He was removed from the game in the fifth inning with what the team is calling testicular contusion. Testicular contusion for Yandy Diaz. He fouled off a pitch that hit him below the belt during the fifth inning and was eventually replaced. He's listed at day-to-day. So, so I, I wanted to look up the word contusion because I want to make sure that we all understand the word contusion. So a contusion is defined as a region of injured tissue or skin in which blood capillaries have been ruptured. Ruptured? Ugh. Ruptured. Oh, my gosh. So what he suffered was injured tissue or skin in his testicle in which blood capillaries were ruptured. That's the injury. So that brings us to today's question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. If I gave you the following options, Bubba, yeah. you could either lose your star quarterback for the season four plays into the year right. or suffer a testicular contusion. Which one would you choose? Okay. Like when we say that yeah. was a real kick in the nuts. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm asking you now literally. Okay. So I, I thought you were actually going to ask, what would you rather have happen? You tear your Achilles or testicular? So- oh, no. I would much rather. You're asking, would I rather have myself tear my Achilles yeah. or myself have a testicular contusion? Yeah. All right, that's a good question, but it isn't this question. Right. I'm asking, I'm giving you the so, option. So Your lose, quarterback is Dak, Dak Prescott. Right. Lose Dak the way we lost Aaron yeah. or suffer a testicular contusion. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cam. Why was this supposed to cheer us up? No, it, it, because it's funny. Because it, it's very funny. Terrible things you know, that happen to other people are funny. When I'm, other I people might, suffer testicular, testicular contusions. Con- I'll go testicular contusion. Day-to-day, I'm, I'm going day-to-day. I'm f- I'll do it. See, that sounds like an injury that would be way worse than day-to-day. Yeah. You think he's a 15-day injury list kind of I would here? retire. <laughs> like, I would retire from this he job. He should wear a cup. He's the first baseman. He should be wearing a cup. Is he not wearing a cup? Was, uh, you can't suffer a testicular contusion if you're wearing a cup. He probably was. Based upon the video, it doesn't appear to bounce. I haven't seen... <laughs> You mean there's no surface that the it was bouncing off of? Yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It didn't bounce. I haven't seen the video. The ball didn't really bounce off of his groin. It, what did it do? It was absorbed by it. It was absorbed I into it. I mean, the ball bounced. Yeah, absorbed is the right so word. So you're saying the energy, the energy was not displaced by a cup. The energy transfer so, was, was right, telling. You've you got to call up the video of this. I need to see it. You've got to call up Yandy Diaz. I haven't seen it. I did it. put it in the Google Doc. I don't know if, if they can call uh, for it on TV. I, okay. will, I, will, I will put the video L- in. Let me try and watch this on yes. my phone. I see it here. It in doesn't the look that Doc. bad. It doesn't look that bad, which is I'm why sure I'm sure it felt bad. He was not I'm, not say, I'm sure it hurt. 
Because if you were in a, a cup, Bubba, and, and, you, and you in a foul tip ricochet. Oh, I just saw it. What do you mean it doesn't look that bad? What, what I mean is that it, it, the that shot. looks really bad. It doesn't look as, as direct a shot. Did it, I mean, it's not like it was like a 90-mile-an-hour shot. Right, right did it bounce, there. though, Greeny? Yeah, it bounced on the ground. It bounced it? once. It, it bounced off no, the No, we're back. not talking about the ground. Wait, we're talking about the cup. I'm, I'm talking. Let me tell you a story. Gather round. I'm talking about when I was, my nephew Eric was about, 10 years old and he comes to visit me and the, you know, with his, uh, with his family, they're coming to stay with us. And at that time he was trying out, he wanted to be a, a pitcher on his uh, little league team, you know, his youth league baseball team, whatever it was. So he says to me, uncle Michael, can we go out and, and I can throw you some pitches? I said, of course. So we march off a little area. Mind you, we're by the pool. So I'm wearing nothing but a bathing suit. I get down into a crouch. In just a bathing suit. In just a bathing suit. That's a lot. This was a huge mistake. Getting down into a crouch to be pitched to by a 10-year-old, I didn't have my own 10-year-old at that time. I, In my ridiculous head, I thought he's going to just be throwing them directly into my glove. Boy, was I disabused of that notion immediately. When he short-hopped me, it came (laughs) up into me. I went literally flat on my back, unable to breathe, he came running up and yelling, Uncle Michael, are you okay? And all I could say was, no. <laughs> and then he said, did it hit you in the knee? And all I could say was, no. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Be somewhere else. Now, that was a 10-year-old's version of a fastball. Yandy Diaz, that pitch has to be, or it's moving. That's not a fastball. What is that? That's a sinker, right? That's like a drop. What is that? What this, pitch is this that? This looks like a changeup to me. It's a changeup. So yeah, it's probably sure. a oh, 83 miles per hour. 85 miles an hour-ish. We, 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 let me tell you something, Cam, Mr. Tough Guy over there. I'm kidding. I'm going to throw a pitch 83 miles an hour into your testicular region, and then yeah. I want you to tell me that's nothing. Hem- Hembo is, day the one, day. Hembo is the one who said it didn't look that bad. It I cringe. Bad. I'm I'm saying it hurts. I'm just saying I'll take this and keep Dak. I'm just I'm not. I don't want this to happen to me. I'm just saying if it if it allows Dak to play a full year, I'll I'll suffer this. Cam, I, I'm taking the the quarterback because of the Super Bowl that we won six years ago. <laughs> you meaning you're you're taking? Yeah. You're letting him get hurt. You're letting wow. Jalen yes. Hurts wow. be out for this season. Wow. Rather than take an 83 mile an hour change up off the old uh, family Some jewel. Some fan, this guy is. Yeah, that's a just, terrible. That's ugh. a terrible take. You just threatened me by throwing, you know, saying you were going to throw an 83 mile per hour pitch and saying how much it was going to hurt. I, I thought I'll you take were a fan of the Eagles. No one is. I'm also a fan of my hurt. testicular region. What do you think, Hambo? The answer here is 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 you experience the contusion. Yeah, I, I already have twins. Regardless of the outcome, me here, too. I'm set. Have you had a, a, a vasectomy yet? Not, no, not yet. Oh, you got to get one of those. Not, not, uh, oh, that's a must. So that's so that's an interesting question because I asked Jack, uh, Jack, our new PA here. Well, this C4, twins picture can take care of it if you question. want. He says <laughs> he says he's not ready yet because he hasn't because he's you know he, he's, he's not, not ready for what yet. He's not ready to to to, to, lose. to have a vasectomy. He's not ready for the con- for the for the contusion yet, oh. just in case, because he doesn't have kids yet. How old is Jack? Jack's twenty three. That's right. So he's not having a vasectomy. No. Yeah. What are you well, talking what about? I'm, what I'm saying is, 
if you suffer this contusion, who knows what the side effects might be? Are you saying you think that Yandy Diaz can no longer father children? I think that's why he should wear a cup. <laughs> He's got to be wearing a cup. No baseball player isn't wearing a cup. It didn't bounce. No, no baseball players wear a cup. I, I guarantee you no baseball player wears a cup. But that's also not true. That's, that's not, not even true. close to true. They're adjusting them constantly. I mean, no, it never not, stops. They're not wearing them. I've been watching baseball my whole life. Catchers, catchers definitely catchers, wear Catchers, sure. And most infielders do, too. I'll uh, give you a catcher. Greeny should have been wearing a cup when he was a catcher for Eric. All right, we will stop uh, on this thought for just a moment. We will explain how the biggest winner of week one came from a losing team as we continue next. This is Greeny, and we have lost total control on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio every day. And a reminder, you can also watch us on the ESPN app. Just click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny. And we hope you will enjoy. If you miss any of the program, you can always catch up on both hours with the Greeny podcast, which is available every day wherever you get your podcast. So whether you would or would not prefer a testicular contusion, which frankly are two words I hate. Just taken separately, I hate the word testicular and I hate the word contusion. When you put them together, it's just horrifying. Uh, But beyond that, I always say, I've been saying all week long, there's one person who was the biggest winner of week one, even though his team lost, and that person is Josh Allen. Because had it not been for the Aaron Rodgers injury and the enormity of that story, the biggest story of week one would be how bad Allen was. Josh Allen gift-wrapped that game. Josh Allen did exactly what Zach Wilson did last year in a game against New England that got... Wilson benched that that basically ended his tenure as the starting quarterback of the Jets until this week. He he handed a game away that his defense should absolutely have won and then lost on a punt return. That's exactly what happened Monday night. 
Uh, Josh Allen obviously has a ton in the of, of goodwill built up. He's been a tremendous player. In fact, Hembo Darius is the researcher now on Get Up. He does what you used to do before you uh, became a, a content producer on that show. And he just sent me some notes because we're thinking of doing a piece on Josh Allen for this week. And the good and the bad of Allen is unbelievable. So, I mean, some of the good numbers he just sent me, over the last three seasons, he and Patrick Mahomes are the only quarterbacks with at least 4,000 yards and 30 passing touchdowns both years. His 38 rushing touchdowns since 2018 are 12 more than any other quarterback. He has accounted for 76% of Buffalo's overall touchdowns since 2018. That's the most in the league. However, over that same time frame, he has the most turnovers of any player in the league, 84, more than one per game. During that time, Mahomes has 30% less. In the 2021 playoffs, he was brilliant, nine touchdowns, zero turnovers. Last year in the playoffs, four touchdowns and four turnovers. Three of them in a game they almost lost to the Dolphins' third-string quarterback and then another when they got smoked at home by Cincinnati. So there is all this good and bad with Josh Allen. And the question is, how big a deal should we be making of the bad? Damian Woody yesterday on Get Up made a big deal. Everyone has been giving Dak Prescott all the smoke this offseason about the turnovers. Okay, no one gives Josh Allen smoke. What we saw last night was a travesty. And it's something that Josh Allen has done throughout his whole career is turn the football over. Yes. Does he make spectacular plays? Absolutely. But what's the number one job of a quarterback? Take care of the football. I'm not even talking about going to try to go get a touchdown. I'm talking about just mundane type plays where there's no need for you to put yourself in harm's way. And he does it. All the damn time. When is the smoke going to go towards Josh Allen and the way he plays football? It's an it's a really well. It was a passionate rant, so I enjoyed it. The question is, how much smoke should we be sending in the direction of Josh Allen? So, to me, decision making as like an umbrella term should not be used here because there are two separate issues. Issue one is the turnovers. Issue two is the reckless abandon with which he plays. To me, these are separate issues. The turnovers, I can live with. Because even though Josh Allen has more turnovers than any player in the NFL since 2020, which is the end date that I'm using because that's when he got Stephon Diggs and effectively became this version of Josh Allen, he also leads the NFL in touchdowns over that span. Mm -hmm. And the differential between the two, his ranks third behind only Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, who are the two most risk-averse quarterbacks of all time. Let's say that again. His touchdown-to-interception ratio... While the interception number is super high, his ratio is actually third behind only Mahomes and Rodgers in that time. That's right. Allen has 74 more touchdowns than turnovers, which is the third best margin of its kind. Third best margin of its kind. So if we're going to talk about the turnovers, we must then also talk about the touchdowns. So that, in my judgment, is one, uh, one side of things. Okay, I'm willing to take the good with the bad there. When it comes to protecting himself, Greeny, it's a whole different story. Correct. He takes far too many hits, and he does it willingly. He brings them on. But actually, you just made me think of another comparison. Will you please look up for me Brett Favre's career touchdown-to-interception ratio? Because uh, Sal said it on Get Up Today, and I've been saying it for a while. That's who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Favre. And Favre is a a borderline top 10, certainly top 15 quarterback all time. 
So that's fancy company to be keeping. The the problem with Favre, the downside of Favre, was you always felt if only he could rein in a little bit of the other stuff, then he he could have been Tom Brady. Or I mean, he could have been Brady's a bad example. Uh, he, he who is another sick, talented. You know, he could have been that much better. He could, he could have, have won championship after championship. <laughs> but even Rogers didn't win all these titles. Sure, he could have been Montana. He could have been someone like that. What what? But but his was throwing picks, and he also played like a defensive lineman. What what were what was? But he was you know obviously an Iron Man and never got hurt. What? was his ratio it's 508 to 336 for his career those 336 interceptions are 50 more than anybody else he, he threw in three, history in history he yeah. threw uh 336 picks george blanda is second all time with 277 and he played until he was 50 george right. blanda literally played until he was 50 um so so that's that's the comparison to me so Favre won a super bowl and lost another and was always knocking on the door and never quite, in my opinion, didn't accomplish what he could have if he could have just gotten that little bit of, of a gunslinger out of him. So the question on Allen is going to be, can they ever get that out of him? Because if they somehow did, would it take away... The, the, the question you ask yourself is, would you lose so much of the good of Josh Allen if you somehow manage to coach out the bad? Because if not, the answer is he could be as good as any quarterback that ever lived if he wasn't throwing all these picks. But you're telling me, let's say his 50th percentile outcome is Brett Favre. One championship and three MVPs? Like, almost any quarterback in history would sign up for that. Mm-hmm. And if that's what Josh uh, Allen winds up being, then I'll take the 20 interception season once in a while when it's going to be accompanied by 50 touchdowns. I'm with you, but he hasn't won the Super Bowl. That's the point. He's is, not. And we're, we're sitting here living in a world where he hasn't done it yet. So... Yes, if you gave me as a given that he's going to make two Super Bowls and win one of them, then sure, anyone would sign up for that. What I'm saying is, particularly in the way the game is played today, is the downside going to ultimately be what keeps him from winning that championship? No, the downside is going to be what's going to keep him winning, for, uh, winning a championship is the fact that he's going to cease to play 17 games a year because he's going to spend time hurt on the sideline. That's my bigger concern. I can live with an interception a game. I can't live with my backup quarterback playing half of the season. Yeah. Which, to, again, to this point hasn't happened. Mm-mm. He did hurt the elbow last year, but that was really not on one of those plays. He got his arm hit while he was throwing the ball. That can happen to any quarterback at any time. It's a fascinating question. Again, it should have been the overwhelming story of the weekend had it not been for the other. We're back in just a moment on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.